Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy, brought to you today by Josh Edison and Dr. M. Denton. Ding dong, merrily on high, it's a bonus episode of the Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy for Christmas, or if you're a patron, for Christmas Eve, and if you're not a patron, for Boxing Day. All. And then, of course, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere or outside of the time zone of Aotearoa, New Zealand, then I actually don't know when this is going out, and you're probably not listening to it live anyway. But Merry Christmas! Mm. Yes, so Santa has had a good rummage around in his sack and pulled out a special bonus for you. And by sack, I, of course, remain a bag full of toys and not a slang term for his scrotum. Well, I'm Nothing glad you clarified that. Mm. No, we thought we'd just chuck a little bonus at you, because it's Christmas time. It's time for, time for miracles. And also because we haven't talked about the war on Christmas no, no, for se- no, several not. years Sorry, now. I almost choked on the war on Christmas just then. <laughs> yes, no, we haven't talked about the war on Christmas at all. It's, it's, it's most strange. Well, well, no, we have. We have well, talked about the war on Christmas in the not past. Recently, not recently. Not this not, year, not this Christmas or period. Or indeed last Christmas when I gave you my heart and mm. the very next day you gave it away. It's no worse or, than you deserve. Or the year before that, which is probably going to be Snoopy's Christmas, a mm. song which many people hate and yet I, I actually somewhat love. I worked in a shop for like four Christmases, so any Christmas-related things give me PTSD these days. I didn't. I only just learned recently that the, the, the wonderful Christmas time one is by Paul McCartney. Yeah. Now even more reason for me to hate Paul McCartney. The frog that chorus song, wasn't sufficient? That song and the Santa Baby one. Santa I, Baby. I, ah, those, those ones just got hammered into my skull working in a shop. I, I, I hate them more than I have words to express. Anyway, um, so may, maybe, maybe I'm part of the war on Christmas. Maybe I'm a collaborator. You've always you've always been a collaborator, mm. Josh. I mean, that's basically your your role in life mm. is to stop, wait, and listen. Yes. Now, for those of you who are going the war on Christmas, which is probably none of you, but just in case, just in case, there is a school of thought, largely by conservatives, particularly conservatives of a religious bent, claiming that there is a massive liberal conspiracy out to get rid of Christmas, and more importantly, to remove Christ from Christmas. And this actually even resembles people talking about, oh, people don't even spell Christmas properly anymore. They write Xmas instead. Now, here's a little interesting uh, factoid about history. Xmas is how people used to spell Christmas in the old days anyway, because X traditionally has played the role of Christ mm. in a lot of writing forms. Because in Greek, the Greek word for Christ starts with an X, which is, which letter is that of the Greek alphabet? Is a chi or something. At any rate, so it's, it's not an X, you're not crossing out the name of Christ, you're simply abbreviating yeah, it. Yeah, you're using an older form mm. of writing Christmas. And as we find with a lot of written forms of English in particular, People like to take shortcuts. Mm. Why write Christmas when you can write Christmas with an X? Mm. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, you, you've probably... I mean, but also, you can't even say Merry Christmas anymore, apparently. Yes, except, of course, obviously you can. Like obviously I just did there. And I, and I don't even like Christmas. Because we had... Um, they tried it one year. I'm sure one year one of our newspapers tried to drum up a bit of 
a bit of war on Christmas controversy and basically just got ignored because it's not really a thing over here. In the States, no. there's always something people find an excuse to get angry about. The whole Starbucks cups thing of a few years ago, was oh, it? The yeah. Starbucks Christmas cups weren't sufficiently Christmassy for some people's tastes or something. And there's always, yeah, cause, because some people do like to say happy holidays just to be a bit more inclusive of those people who don't celebrate Christmas, which is a decent chunk of the world's population, I suppose. And but then some people say, ah, oh, but then so there, you see, you're try, trying to get rid of Christmas, just make it all generalized. Josh, and... it's the reason for the season. It is, kind of. Well, no, actually. Well, okay, it's on yeah. winter solstice, blah, blah, blah. And the fact we actually, so and so it's forth. actually not clear that the Christian Messiah, Jesus Christ, was born at this particular point well, no, in time of the no. year. And also the fact that depending on which form of Christianity you belong to, Christmas either occurs in early December or the middle of January. So December 25th is a tradition in the Western Church and only part of the Western Church. And it turns out once you start investigating the reason for the season thing, it all becomes very messy very quickly because it turns out what Christianity used to do and still does is co-opt other people's celebrations. Mm. But as for the war on Christmas, what what do people point to as proof that this is happening? Why, why do people claim this is happening in the first place? Well, in part because they want to believe there's a large-scale liberal conspiracy out to get everyone. And liberals, of course, hate people with religious beliefs. Well, so they want to... heathens, yes. Well, yes, precisely. And also, it's a very good way of providing a kind of demarcation between us and them. Us, those who support the real tenets of our Christian civilization, and them, the people who want inclusivity and being polite to non-Christians. It's a terrible state of affairs. Mm. So what's the business about Germany and poinsettias? When, when does that come into it? So this was a, I did a casual search for the war on Christmas online to find out what evidence we could have for a war on Christmas this year. And the first article I found was from noted.co.nz. And this is about how the war started in Germany in this early year. December mm. over poinsettia plants. Right, which are supposedly, they're like Putakawa trees here in New Zealand. The Putakawa tree, for people who don't live in New Zealand, is a tree that has uh, red fla fla flowers with bright fronds. red flowers. More uh, fronds, yeah. How many flowers are they? But it, it, it blooms bright red this time of year, and so has sort of become the, the New Zealand Christmas tree. Although so it's only found in the upper part of the North Island, I believe. So it's really only a, lo it's a local Auckland mm. thing. But anyway, so Germany has an equivalent with the red poinsettia, apparently. So why are people are people not allowed to do them? Or are they not? Well, no, it's just that Germans call them the Weihnachtsstern, or the Christmas star. And apparently Aldi, a supermarket chain found all over the EU, but particularly in Germany, has been advertising its poinsettias this year as winter stars oh, it's the so they're trying to get rid of christmas mm, so it's the uh, so they're not christmas trees they're just winter trees it's it's winterville all over again a thing which didn't know it did happen once 10 years ago in england i think winterville was what there was was what one area in england called the holiday period one time 
10 or 15 years ago and, and yet no people, one's ever forgotten and yet people still insist that it's 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 coming back and people are trying to get rid of christmas and turn it into something else but anyways okay so that's a, that's a german equivalent of it. and the thing was there were a lot of complaints to aldi at the time and here's a representative of those complaints the christmas star has been a tradition here for generations the management of aldi has been subjugated by left-wingers and Muslims. You do, you do get a bit of the anti-Muslim rhetoric. It's, it's specifically, we're not allowed to do this anymore, otherwise, otherwise it might offend the Muslims. Speaking of racist relatives, as we often do around Christmas time, yeah, I, I have people who I haven't blocked on Facebook because it is probably the only time, only way I sort of get to keep in touch with them, but th I do see a lot of, you're not allowed to do this anymore because it might offend a Muslim. And I'm like, oh, that's not, it's not even a little bit, actually, no, I don't care, just whatever, I'm gonna keep scrolling, keep scrolling get on with my day. But yes, so that, so this appears to be another symptom of that. And apparently, Germans are concerned that Christmas markets are being called winter markets or festivals of lights rather than Christmas markets, but apparently that's not actually a new thing at all. No, so it turns out that yes, there's a whole class of German citizen who's very annoyed that the traditional Christmas markets, which are kind of operational around about now in most major German cities, are going through a process of being renamed as winter mar markets, or in some cases, festival of lights. Now, this is once again, it's another example of left-wingers and Muslims trying to get rid of Christmas. Except it actually turns out, if you do the research, these markets have been in the process of being renamed now for the last 10 to 30 years, and they're being renamed for one particular reason. Tourists stopped going to Christmas markets because people could buy their Christmas tat at home without having to go to Germany to get it. And so a lot of the market organizers went, oh, we've got to kind of make these markets more interesting to tourists to justify them coming out here to buy things over this particularly cold period of time. So we need to make the markets more than just about Christmas. We need to make them a more winter festival thing. And we should have kind of light festivals or light shows or light sculptures. And we could call it something like a festival of lights to get those precious tourist dollars in. So no one's killing the Christmas markets. People are trying to get people to not a... attend them by rebranding mm. them. Now I see we have a story about from Australia this year, which is uh, mirrors things we've seen in New Zealand as well. Not so much well, the idea that Christmas is under attack. Not that it's trying to be cancelled, but that it's trying to be mutated into some liberal, friendly, inclusive catastrophe. Which is catastrophe. Catastrophe. Yes. So I see. I see in Australia, people have some some. Um, attention-seeking commentator has claimed that Christmas has been cancelled by inner-city lefties and the Two Woke Brigade. Supposedly, um, a commentator claimed that on, on Twitter that it was child abuse that for her four-year-old to see a woman dressed as a Santa. And we did have cases in New Zealand, I think last year at least, people complaining about uh, having a Maori Santa in a Christmas parade. And again, it was it was a think of the children. It was, you know, I've got nothing against the Maoris, but we can't have Santa dressing up as a Maori because the children will get confused because Santa's not Maori and if they see a Maori man dressed as Santa they won't know what to think. I, 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 I don't think children are that stupid quite frankly. No. And I have children, they're pretty bloody stupid but they're not that stupid. Now what's interesting, so 
the a commentator from from Sky News by the name of Prue McSwim was the person who claimed on Twitter that it was her child that saw a woman dressed as Santa at Maya in Bondi. Now Maya is a mall, Bondi is a place. As friend of the show, Pat Stokes noted, Maya at Bondi did not have an official Santa this year, which either means that Prue McSween lied about her child seeing Santa as a woman in the mall, or what they saw was a woman who was probably wearing a Santa hat and then somehow went, oh my god, that's the official Santa, as opposed to it's Christmas time, people wear Santa hats. Mm. Now, returning to America, I'm sure there's been a bunch of stuff we haven't seen. What, what's what's this? I, I, I can't follow the thread, to be perfectly honest. Salon.com had an article about Neil Gorsuch. Now, Salon.com is a very lefty it is, uh, yes. outlet. They have an article about Neil Gorsuch. And the full title is, Neil Gorsuch appears to validate war on Christmas conspiracy during Fox and Friends appearance. Right. Now, I'm just, as a lefty outlet, I assume Salon doesn't believe there's a war on Christmas, so why would they be reporting that someone's validating that there is? What exactly happened? This is a very weird article. Mm. So they're going, look, Neil Gorex is... I can't even Gorsuch, say that. I think. Gorsuch, as opposed to Gorex, which is a... About say Wind in the Willows character, but actually I meant to say Doctor Vice character. Mm. That sounds like he could be a friend of the Lomax. Yes, Gorix and the Lomax. Oh, that makes for a really interesting Doctor Zeiss story. But anyway, so yeah, so they so they are ostensibly against the idea that there is a war on Christmas, and we're so you know, he was on Fox and Friends, and he very pointedly said "Merry Christmas" to one of the hosts, and the host went, "Oh, it's so good you're saying that." I mean, people often feel they can't, and Salon.com is going, "Well, this is just him supporting the war on Christmas conspiracy," but it does seem more like. He's a conservative who wished Merry Christmas to someone. And this is precisely the kind of thing that conservatives point at to prove there is a war on Christmas. When someone simply says Merry Christmas and a left-wing news agency then goes, Oh my deal about God! It. Mm. it does actually seem like this is, a, this is a legitimate grievance conservatives would have here of, He just said Merry Christmas. I mean... We're meant to be on the side that says you actually can say that, and now we're on the side of saying, oh, but if you do say that, then you're part of a vanguard attack on the liberal establishment? Seems very confusing. Is, I don't understand as well. However, what is interesting about this particular article is it does point out that the War on Christmas narrative goes back to Henry Ford and his anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. Well, yes, exactly. We've already seen blaming it on the Muslims. They're the... They're the um, uh, racist, the, the, the target of choice for racists these days, but um, used to be more more like the anti-Semitism, but way back when. So you're not surprising yeah. to see them saying it's the Jew. We, we can't have Christmas anymore because the Jews are trying to get rid of it instead of the Muslims or the lefties or the hippies or what have you. Um, and I see one, one other little angle on it. Um, people, religious people claiming that the, the war on Christmas isn't, isn't by... Um, isn't by lefties trying to promote diversity and... and um, and goodwill for all men. Yes, if you push this too far, <laughs> yeah. the war on Christmas thing makes no sense at all. But saying, but no, it's more, it's capitalists 
trying to change Christmas into simply a, a commercial holiday, naked caterpill- yeah. capitalism. You were about to say good, caterpillar. Uh, uh, yeah, an orgy of naked caterpillars. Uh, Although, frankly, I'd be, I am willing to support that conspiracy. If we're going to turn Christmas free into an orgy of naked caterpillars, then I want to see the result to that conspiracy stat. Indeed. But, um, yes, I mean, I don't think there can be any arguing that Christmas has certainly become much more of a capitalist thing than it has a religious thing, certainly in many circles. Uh, a, a, a conspiracy implies concerted effort. I suppose there, so this was a religious blog that I was reading here, and basically their complaint was, Christmas is all about giving and receiving. And capitalism has basically turned Christmas into a commercial endeavor of buy, 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 commercialize, commercialize, commercialize. The consequence of which is people working in shops working minimum wage jobs, having the worst time of all, when actually Christmas should be the point in time where we're being kind to those people, giving them bonuses and time off. And so their argument was, whenever people talk about the war on Christmas, what they're trying to do is distract people away from how things should be at Christmas time by blaming the liberals and the lefties for focusing on the wrong thing, which is looking after people, and not focusing on the right thing, which is Jesus, Jesus, and Jesus. And he's going, well, actually, no, actually, the liberals are right here. We should be looking after the people. That's what Jesus would do. Well, that does make a little more sense, I suppose. So there you have it. That's the war on Christmas. People are still talking about it. Um, and yet Christmas keeps on happening, so if there is a yeah, war, it's seems not a very successful in, it one. It seems in the inevitable that we have a Christmas every year mm. these days. Mm. I mean, in the old days we had Christmas, you know, whenever it was appropriate, but now every year, December 25th, we seem to be forced to have Christmas. Yeah, no, exactly. So I think that's all we have to talk about for this little, little bonus, little Christmas cracker to pop in your faces and then pull out a hat and read a dad joke from it. Uh, Mum has bought works. Christmas crackers and it has pictures on the back of the box as to the rubbish you're going to get oh, from yes, them. I this. And I... it's just depressing case of every year we complain about the crackers and this year it actually even shows you what's in them and you've still bought them and we're going to have to go through an entire thing of complaining about something that you already knew was going to be bad. I think we, we've, we actually got a pack of make your own Christmas crackers, this kit thing. And so apparently as dad, it is my job to supply the dad jokes to write inside them. So I don't know. We'll see if that happens or not. It should do a kind of Dada-esque thing. Mm. Just cut up some jokes and then just cut them up into individual words and then randomly put them in. And they'll probably actually be funnier. Quite possibly. When they come out than when they went in. Anyway, we'll let you get back to either preparing for Christmas or Or getting getting, getting over Christmas. Uh, depending on when you happen to be listening to this. Um, Once again, compliments of the season, whatever that season may mean to you. And uh, we'll talk to you in the new year. You will indeed. So, la rivedere. You've been listening to the podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy, starring Josh Addison and Dr. MRX Dentit which is written, researched, recorded, and produced by Josh and M. 
You can support the podcast by becoming a patron via its Podbean or Patreon campaigns. And if you need to get in contact with either Josh or M, you can email them at podcastconspiracy at gmail.com or check their Twitter accounts, Monkey Fluids and Conspiracism. Remember, the truth is out there, but not quite where you think you left it.